0: hello welcome back to the diamonds and rough podcast i'm joined with will we're doing some more hot takes because we enjoy them really i don't know if anyone else does but we enjoy them and as usual will hasn't written any down so i need to go first (laughs) (laughs) so my first one's an nfl one and although will is not too familiar with the nfl this is this involves one of your guys one of the people you really support and like and uh uh,
1: it's It's got to either be Stafford, Jalen Hurts, uh, Russell Wilson. No. (laughs) Najee Harris?
0: No. I don't know. I'll let you go then. All right. Um, It's not crazy. Just I think Lamar Jackson's going to win MVP. Okay. Is that not one of your guys? Like, we've talked about him. I feel like –
1: No, I think he's – overheated like i mean i like him. okay I yeah he's one of i mean the guys. whole
0: like he's a running back thing's dumb to me i <laughs> think when he first got into the league he wasn't the best thrower but now although i still wouldn't consider the most accurate he makes the right decision usually and he gets it there although it might be difficult catches for some of the guys the ravens have made up by getting these big targets for him you know mark andrews is a big guy who has a big catch radius um <sighs> Well, have you never heard that term no that's cool You never heard catch radius nope fair enough um and they drafted uh bateman the other the other year last year and he's he should have a very good year and they traded hollywood Round because he couldn't catch so and also i think people just forgot people forgot about lamar jackson they forgot about the ravens i mean the amount of injuries the ravens had last year is absurd I have them winning the division, and I think, I think Lamar's going to be obviously. It's the quarterback. He's going to be a big part of that, and I think he will have the storyline. It'll be surprising that they win the division over the defending Super Bowl champs. In my scenario, could happen, could not. Um. So so yeah, and to build off it, I have another hot take about MVP. I said the NFL should not be allowed to give mvp to someone not in the afc north or the afc west this year barring like if they go like 16 and 1 17 and 0 or just break some crazy record
1: wait so that's Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar car, Jackson, in theory, Joe well, Burrow,
0: just those yeah. two divisions and and the reason i say it is because both those divisions out of those teams they have to play six games against three of the best teams in the NFL not every team like for instance i think josh allen's a good candidate for mvp but the way i look at it it's two games against the jets that should be like 400 500 passing yards and god knows how many touchdowns right the patriots have a horrendous defense right so again and we've seen in the past what he's done to a better defense This is a worse defense this year. So I'm just saying like the competition for those divisions is absurd. Cause they have to play each other two times. And I think as far as MVP, you should be the first thing you should do is look at those divisions and go who won their divisions and then look at the QBs. And I think one of those guys should win MVP. NFC is not competitive. If you look at both yeah, the because
1: Stafford runs it. I mean there's You think I'm kidding.
0: There's Brady. Who? <laughs> Shut up, man. Shut up. You mean the I guy know that, he's 45, you mean the, you mean the but guy he just that Matt Stafford beat. Oh my gosh. Shut up, dude. I think Matt Stafford's winning MVP this year.
1: I I'm all, see, I'm all in. See,
0: I think that should be illegal. That's my take. Because okay. Because he's going to play horrendous Seattle twice. Seattle's not even a game. Um, And then the Cardinals are not going to have a good year, in my opinion. Their defense has never been phenomenal. I'll give you the Niners. Niners are a tougher team, right? But it's also the NFC. The rest of the teams are bad. All the talent is in the AFC.
1: I mean, the Rams, and with Buccaneers... The-
0: yeah it's packers maybe packers with who what wideouts who's rogers throwing to i don't know the lions are winning that division anyway so okay so will's first take go on say it again oh <laughs> uh,
1: yeah no the lions are winning that division okay elaborate well so i was watching hbo's hard knocks <laughs> and i just feel like they're ready
0: what why, what makes you think they're ready is it a roster thing is it a coaching thing like why? i have
1: seen their whole training camp <laughs> you have seen their <laughs> whole ready. training
0: camp you haven't compared it with anyone else you're just like i believe
1: okay well let's think campbell this. is
0: your kind of coach Let, i'll give you that
1: i do love dan campbell
0: he's he's a great great coach. coach i like him
1: um okay let's do it this way bears are not winning that division can we agree I would agree. Yes. Uh, like the Vi- Lions Vi- have a much
0: better shot, Vikings even though it's mo- not a good Vi- wait, shot.
1: Wait, wait, wait. wait, Hear me out. Vikings are also most likely not
0: winning that division. I, I think I would say 66% chance Packers win. Honestly, no. 75% chance Packers win. And then like 20% Vikings win okay 23 so the lions have two percent the Lions have two the, i'm
1: taking the two percent then
0: that's fair but that's like <laughs> this is your call it is
1: my call because they have the best running back duo in the league they have a
0: former <laughs> wait, super bowl wait, wait, quarterback. Wait, wait, wait. What? What, the, what what about the browns what about the packers what about them they they're not better than swift and williams I know Williams, like, is a big anime guy, and that really hits home for you. But Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, you're not you're not taking that. Hell no. Aaron <laughs> Don't Jones <say>. is fat. <laughs> Bro, I told you, that's Fournette, not Aaron Jones. Fournette's the guy who showed up, like, 30 pounds overweight. Aaron Jones is also always overweight, though, I thought. No, that's Eddie Lacy. He has been out of the league oh, for a while. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> You're right. Okay.
1: Oh, I do like Aaron Jones because he, he's like my height and an NFL running back. <laughs> so do you take it back now? Oh, hell no. I, I'm going okay. Lions. Lions. Zeke, Zeke and games.
0: Pollard. Lions. You you can say anyone. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Lions. Okay. We're all right. So a double take there for Will. The Lions are win winning the division and have the best running back duo in the NFL. Which that one, I I think you have more of an argument. I just think swift needs to show it this year
1: yeah it's the it's, potential it's, is it's, all there he just needs to show it show it here.
0: okay 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 i can get down with a with a bit of you know deandre swift oh really and also regular.
1: deandre swift is also my height so i'm fully on board with him
0: oh okay i don't know this height thing i just deadly. think
1: it's cool because i read a story about aaron donald like on an espn article and they kept saying how like small he was and like they kept trying to do this thing where it's like oh like he he worked so hard and blah, blah, blah. And he did, he did. And I get that he's, you know, small for his position, like two inches or three inches shorter, but I'm in his six one two eighty five. I cannot relate to that in the slightest. Like, he don't try, don't, don't try and beast. make Aaron Donald seem like, uh, like the every man who is like one of the goats, Joe, like, dude, he has like three inches on me at, le- at least 120 pounds on me. Like
0: he's a freak. I mean, I think, uh, you know, they don't, they don't exactly, they don't like to acknowledge the whole, like, you know, this thing called genetics. That's just like, for some people, it's just easier to be an athlete and build muscle and things like that. Some people just can't do it the same way. And when you're talking about pro athletes, like these guys, it's very difficult to overcome disadvantages, even if it's a thing like building muscle is harder for me or something like that. So yeah. yeah, I hate when people are like, "Oh, it's like a normal guy doing it." It's like, well, like
1: like how people they're very talk gifted. About Steph, like Steph Curry's like some. Oh Steph Curry. Oh so Steph small. Curry's like, like the, yeah he's the Steph normal. Curry is like looks like a bodybuilder and he's six three. Like yeah.
0: <laughs> like what? No, I mean you you can't just be Steph Curry. Even though I like to talk about like he you know, he earned everything he got right or whatever. It's like, yes, he did. He worked hard. We're not saying he didn't. It's just, let's not, you know, just cause I'm the same height as Steph Curry. Doesn't mean I can be Steph Curry. Uh, okay. My next take switching over the NBA, Jalen green
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm claiming is going to average 25 or more points next season.
1: I mean, he probably will. He's like the tank commander. <laughs> <laughs> he,
0: he will. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. to That. I hope well, he. Well, ever like, why do you for. think? Do you think he will just like horrendous shooting percentage, or do you think no. he will like look like? I, I, I think he will shoot like forty-three. percent He shot forty-three percent. You think it's going to be the same percentage,
1: just more points? I think. I think it will be a similar percentage. There's going to be nights where he's like six of 22 and scores 21 points. And then there's going to be nights where he goes for 40. I, that is, I'm fully on board with that too.
0: See, I look at it more as, you know, not even like the usage thing. Cause I also think he gets a little screwed having Kevin Porter with him (laughs) because Kevin Porter just does not care really. Like he is given the point guard role, but he does not assume the point guard role. (laughs) right and and he's one of those guys who like top five bags in the league like the moves he has is crazy and he doesn't exactly like to get the team involved even though he's super fun to watch so I think he does get a little hurt by that I just think the Rockets will give him the keys a little more you know Jalen Green is the future Kevin Porter is fantastic he's great but we are not sure how he fits in with the team and also I looked at Jalen green's progression throughout the season beginning of the year if you remember he was like he's a bust he's not going to work out because he's probably averaging like 10 points 36 percent shooting or something like that for him to finish i think it was at 17 and 43 percent and each game you watch the progression was crazy And he's one of the younger players who got drafted and i can tell he has the work ethic to make it happen So that's my thing. Not just, Oh, his usage is going to be crazy. His team sucks. The tank commander, all that, which I, yes, it's true. I'd hope the Rockets have more than 20 wins though. (laughs) That'd be pretty cool. (laughs) You know, it'd be more, it'd be nicer to see than like the Kings every year where it's like, will they break 30 wins? (laughs) Will they get more than 35? Not even like playoffs, just will they improve their wins? So It'd be cool if the Rockets get, you know, they have their top three pick and you see some improvements. But uh, you got anything else? Another take?
1: Yeah, yeah. I got a big time take for the Kings. Oh, big exactly. time.
0: For the so Kings. I, think, yes, I mentioned two. Kings and you immediately thought of something. Two. I
1: think Keegan Murray wins rookie of the year. Okay. And I think the Kings finish better than the Lakers next year.
0: Really? Like. So you think the Lakers could be like the 12th seed and the Kings would be the 11th? Because we know the Kings aren't in the (laughs) play-in. So, like, how how is this going to work?
1: I mean, I think there's a chance the Kings could be like the 10th seed and make the
0: play-in. All right. Let's say, hypothetically, that we're alternate universe, you know, because it's not this world we're in right now. It has to be a different one. Kings are the 10th seed. How much do they lose by in the well, first game? Who are they playing? Whoever you want. The West is deep. It doesn't matter. I'll. Uh, I'll okay. If they're, I'll, they're playing the Pelicans,
1: seven ten. They're playing Pelicans. Pelicans
0: won't be the ninth seed. I'll say. 7-10. We'll say Portland. No, it'd be nine ten. Uh, not so lo- not lose
1: by much to Portland.
0: Really, you are not. You don't think Portland's going to be better? I think they'll be better. I mean, they they added back Dame, who I know is injury injured still. Like he's just getting old; it's kind of scary. They got Jeremy Grant. They kept Nurkic and Simons. Um, so so you think the Kings will put up a
1: fight? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm expecting big things from the Kings this year. And that, wait, uh, you big,
0: hate the Kings? What is this?
1: Big big things. I just think that they're. This is the year they break the curse. I think. Well, it does the play in count? As a no, playoff it doesn't. Game? Okay, it then doesn't. it's not. It's not the year. They break so it's, the year. it's not the year they, break the, year break, the they break the curse. I think, but it's the it, year it's, they it's steps.
0: It's they, steps. They get the taste of what breaking the curse could feel like.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would. You know how <laughs> Pat Beverly went absolutely insane when they won that playing game. Yeah. Nothing would make me happier than if like Keegan Murray did that after winning an upset of the 10-9 game (laughs) only for them to play another game to try to get in the playoffs and lose. (laughs) But I do, I do feel bad for Sacramento and and Keegan Murray seems like a nice player. I think rookie of the year is definitely steep. He has a better chance now that Chet is done for the year. I just think Paolo's really good. He's really good um sure but i'm gonna kind of zag your take uh, the kings will finish better than the lakers so that means lakers have to be a bottom we'll say 11 or worse because i think the only way it could work in your scenario is the kings are the 10 seed somehow
1: yeah. i'm expecting the you said it you said it perfectly the kings are going to be the 10 seed
0: taste what possible playoffness <laughs> is like just a little level. possible playoffness they'll be up four to two and that'll be the closest they've gotten in, in like 20 years <laughs> they'll be up four to two in the 10-9 game um but i think the move this people might hate me for saying this because this is not an enjoyable guy who they got in patrick beverly but i think that move is so impactful for that team. It just actually brings energy and, like, a, let's actually try to win. I think the Lakers will become the sixth seed.
1: Watching Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly play on the court together is
0: going to be incredible. It's going to be so wrong, and I, I truly have to see it to believe it because yes. he could get traded any day, right? But it's also, like, who's taking that on? I get that. I just have a hard time thinking after that whole so- this whole saga of years of the Patrick Beverly-Russell Westbrook thing that they're both like, let's go win a championship together <laughs> or we can do this. That's kind of tough for me to believe.
1: You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I just know that LeBron, AD, and Westbrook combined are missing at least 90 games next year
0: but you know, he's going to play all the time. Patrick, Patrick Beverly. Beverly. Mm-hmm. He, I actually think he will have a huge impact on the Lakers season in a positive way. He's yet to miss the playoffs. I'm pretty sure. In his whole career. Yeah. Cause I remember, well, I remember when he got traded to Minnesota, people were like, you know, Oh, that, that must suck. You go from a great Clippers team to Minnesota. And he's like, this ain't ruining my playoff streak. We're making the playoffs next year or something. Uh, yeah, he
1: really did make the playoffs,
0: and and At he actually he... performed on that because JJ Redick said it uh, when he went to the Pelicans, and that that didn't happen. But yeah. um, yeah, Patrick Beverly making big moves. Uh, do you have something else? Oh, I could keep going. Yeah, give me
1: give me. I got some I got one cause... locked. I've I've had one locked and loaded since last last time um so i think so this is going to baseball mlb okay i think the most underrated pitcher the most underratedly dominant pitcher of all time his name's mike hampton of all time yeah do you know who mike hampton is i actually do not so so mike <laughs> hampton is legitimately the most dominant pitcher of all time and here's what is he a hall of famer no, no, he he he's not, not even close. But uh, from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand three, for five straight years. Wait, 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 what? <laughs>
0: Who is this
1: guy? No, 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 no. Let me. If you don't know Mike Camptons, pull I'm, up Mike
0: Hampton's. I have me. his baseball reference here. Yeah. he yeah. had one. Okay, you know what? Just just say your spiel because I see something that just blows. There's my mind.
1: there's there's a five year stretch.
0: Yeah, I where see this it.
1: man won the Silver Slugger. Yeah, <laughs> like, I see that. No, no one else has done that. No one else has came close to that.
0: Name, me another,
1: name me another player who's been a silver slug, slugger at their position for five straight years. You do not hear about Mike Hampton, and in a, it's a it's a crime. So, uh, five straight years, he won the most prestigious award a pitcher can get.
0: No, that's that. Well, that's not the most prestigious award a pitcher can get. This, as a hitter, it is. Oh, no. <laughs> And he won He's it five competing against three. half the league. Will nineteen
1: ninety nine? That's three eleven. Two thousand? That's two seventy four. Two thousand one? That's two ninety one. Two thousand two? That's three forty four. I mean, these are Otani numbers. Wait, but...
0: what? <laughs> <laughs> this is. Wait, wait, wait! What is Madison and Baumgartner? He's only won two. Really? Mike yeah, Hampton, right.
1: John. Mike Hampton won five straight silver
0: sluggers. So. I just want to say, as I pull up Baseball Reference to look up Mike Hampton,
1: yes, Mike Otani.
0: Stop. <laughs> I see on Baseball Reference he had a season where he went twenty-two and four with a two-nine ERA, and I'm like, okay, that's very shocking. You know that I would have never heard of this guy, right? Because I like to think I I know baseball history well, and then you continue. To say it's because of his silver sluggers, nothing to do with his pitching. Don, he
1: won five straight silver sluggers. Has no
0: other, one won five straight?
1: No, no one's even won more than two. No, I'm not even saying pitching. I'm just saying. Oh, wait. Uh, Rick Roden won three. Besides that, no one <laughs> won three. Like, like, he's so far and above the, like, better than his competition.
0: This isn't a hot take. This is just a fact when you think about he's he the hit, best hitting pitcher of all time. That's what you're saying. He
1: hit uh, he hit 7 home runs in 2001.
0: He you're not this isn't a hot take. Um I just want to clarify this is just a fact that Mike Hampton is the best hitting pitcher no no but time. he's also
1: incredibly underrated like he was no he, he had a pretty good career two, it's looking like he was the 2000 nlcs mvp mm-hmm. they lost to the yankees but we whatever
0: he was yeah, second he, in cy young one year two-time all-star he won a gold glove too just he wants, just to... he,
1: he hit seven home runs in <laughs> 79 at bats that's crazy that's <laughs> like <laughs> that's barry <laughs> bond's ass
0: this is why Will follows baseball stats. He doesn't he doesn't care who wins the World Series, who wins the MVP. No. Who's won five straight silver sluggers as a pitcher? That's what I want to know. Mike Hampton is the most dominant pitcher of all time. I'm getting you a Mike Hampton jersey. Is that
1: God? I don't I don't know who I don't know about that. Well what, not...
0: we do we like to do team association. What's his team, would you say? It's gotta gotta be.
1: Well he won, let's see, he won. That's the <laughs> other thing that's crazy about the five straight silver sluggers. He wins one on the Astros, goes to the Mets, wins another one, right? Yep. Goes to the and Rockies, back to back. Back to back. <laughs> and then goes to Atlanta.
0: Yeah, he did he gave everyone a silver slugger.
1: He like notice he purposely didn't sign with an AL team because he wanted to continue his legacy. <laughs> he pur- yeah i think of him no because this is
0: yeah he was at seattle one year and then said this sucks i can't hit leaves and that's when his pitching career actually starts to get better yeah and i blame seattle like yeah no you just gotta let someone work yeah it's all seattle's fault but respect to them for not you know letting him do what he wants right um no one entered this podcast thinking I bet we're going to hear some Mike Hampton talk. Well, <laughs> but That's but, why he's the most underappreciated legend of the game. That's why you're on. That's why I bring you on for things like this. But uh, All right, that's, that's all the takes we're going to have for this episode. Um, so I'm going to close it out. So thank you, everyone, for listening to another segment of Hot Takes. Um, tune in next time.